welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of Eulogy Podcast. I am your host, Pierre-Nicolas Colomba. Contrary to the preview from last episode, the pod was not able to attend the Radius Ensemble's performance on Saturday. Instead, on the drizzly night of October 1st, the pod ventured out to the Thai Performance Center to hear the first concert of the Boston University Symphony Orchestra. And before we go any further, I want to draw your attention to the ballerina-like leap played by this week's mystery performer. That's why we love cello. As always, stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear who this week's episode features. Carrying on. Monday's concert featured a bouquet of short pieces written by Berio, Lucas Foss, John Williams, Kuriliano, Takemitsu, and I feel like there was a fifth composer, but I lost the program, so I can't help you there. These pieces were conducted by Nathaniel Ephthemiu, Daniel Krentz, Jacob Schnitzer, and Tamara Dworitz. Each of them is a graduate conducting student in the studio of Bramwell Tove, who conducted Rachmaninoff's Second Symphony. This episode follows me, Owen Dodds, and Lance Morrison along a wet Commonwealth Avenue as we discuss the night's performance. Enjoy. Welcome to the Tsai Performance Center at Boston University. Never sure how much tea to put in T-S-A-I. I'm going to go sigh. But then I don't want to say, I don't want it to sound like I'm sighing, but I don't want it to be too marked like sigh. Yeah. It's a delicate balance. But at any rate, I'm here with Lance Moore? That's your last name. Correct me. Morrison. Morrison, I'm sorry. Lance Morrison and Owen Dodds. Friends of the pod, this is their second appearance, and the pod is thrilled. The pod has emotions, and it's mostly just thrilled all the time, but especially when Lance and Owen are on the pod. We just heard Rachmaninoff and a bouquet of birthday treats for Leonard Bernstein. And I... This is a terrible first thing to say, but man, Rock 2 is long. (laughs) The other Rock 2. Yeah, the other Rock 2. Speaking to two pianists here. Oh boy! Indeed. What to say? What to say? What to say? That's so much music. Owen, first thoughts? Oh, um, yeah, I love the piece. I mean, I was uh, one can't help but notice all of the, you know, similarities with the symphony and the uh, the concertos, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's you know, there's always this uh, sense of continuous it's line never... and motion and waves and yeah, such, it's never you know? like the most blatant one I would say is like the end of the first movement. Yeah. There's like exact parallels with the yeah um, second concerto, right? Yeah, yeah. But other exactly. than that, it's just like similar devices. I feel like uh-huh. similar like accompaniment patterns. Like right. in the first movement, you hear the beginning of Rock Three, the concerto. That yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just like these little harmonic things. And yeah, yeah. It's just maybe, certain progressions that are. Very, yeah, very kind notable. of like <laughs> trademarks that yeah. he does. Maneuvers. Maneuver, trademark yeah. maneuvers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah. The, I, I wonder how I would have felt about the concert if. Like, if the first half was different, because uh. with the pieces that we heard... So the first half was a potpourri of pieces by friends of Bernstein, from Berio to John Williams to Copeland. No, not Copeland. Of course not Copeland. For the occasion of Leonard Bernstein's 70th, birth, 70th birthday. Mm-hmm. And this whole concert was just, like, two hours of give the people what they want. 
Yeah. And, oh. like, and, uh, by the time we got to Rachmaninoff, I, I had had enough of what the people wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wanted something that you didn't want. Oh, yeah, actually. just something, I don't know, like, maybe some Philip Glasses, some Stockhausen. Yeah, right. Something a little more erudite. I know, too. But, <laughs> I don't know, Lance, Lance has been... Lance has been deep in thought, or I've deep just, in non-thought. I've just been listening. I've just been listening. Um, yeah, like, I agree, though. Um, I mean, even when you use those names, right, if you look at the names at the beginning of that program... Right. Barrio, if Takemitsu. If we had had some Barrio and Takemitsu on the uh-huh. program that was other pieces, it would have really helped. Uh-huh. Right, right, yeah. I mean, sure, tie it kind right. of into... Yeah, you know, and because and I, I was like... When I, when I saw the Barrio, I was like, what is this going to be? Um, um, Symphonia with right. themes of Bernstein? And it's and not really birthday. that at all. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a collage, but that's about it, uh, right. as far as points of comparison go. And, and with most of those pieces, there wasn't necessarily a lot of... There were varied points of contact with the styles of those composers. Right. Um, but it wasn't necessarily a one-to-one relationship. And... and I don't know. You said give the people what they want. That's not what I want. So that that music's kind of hard for me to listen Hold to. Hold on, one moment. Let this. Well, let's. Uh, that that music. Let this crowd go by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was just want to hear what you're saying. That's no, okay. I was gonna say that music's kind of hard to listen for me to listen to when yeah. I know too many of the themes because oh, it's to me. That's it's, a good point. Well, well, here's. I, I don't know. But yet, I think that is how it's supposed to be listened to, right? Right. They're right. making them quite obvious. It's not like right, right, right. they're 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 uh, mixing them in there carefully, um, you know, clandestinely. Sometimes they were. To their credit, not, sometimes. Yeah, I, not clandestinely though. I, I don't I don't think right. there was any uh, um, retrograde inversion of the Happy Birthday theme. I don't think there was. <laughs> that, yeah, that being said, I don't know if I would catch it if there well, was. Well, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't either. But, but I wouldn't either. But uh, no, no, you're right. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just saying that 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 is a hard type of music for me to just listen to as music right. it's like i really like charles ives but i like charles ives when he's not quoting folk tunes and hymn tunes because sure. i can't i feel like i can't listen to the music i just hear the succession of tunes and that's how i felt during that yeah, program sure. and that's where i commented that i almost felt like john williams was the only person writing in an idiom that he is super yeah. comfortable <laughs> with yeah, because yeah. it sounded like it sounded like john williams. It, it, it sounded like uh uh, the Lucas Foss piece. Foss 2, Foss 2, the good Foss point. Piece good point. Good. Yeah, Foss 2. But I, I don't know much of his music anyway. Yeah, but on its own, it, it, it worked. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It worked well. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Um, yeah, so that, that was just an interesting, kind of bizarre experience and a strange way to start a concert. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what's cool is that I these are pieces that when they were written, I probably imagine that each of those composers thought that they would never get played outside of yes, yeah, that, that one occasion. Here, so it was Absolutely. kind of neat to to imagine, like, man, how many other audiences, <laughs> besides that one audience, on his 70th birthday, right. have heard these performances? Well, you know, I, I was thinking of the... That being the, said, they weren't phenomenal pieces. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> they, and like were just they weren't fun. meant to be, right? They were just but, little yeah. candy pieces. Yeah, they weren't meant to be yeah. phenomenal pieces, I suppose. Right. So that's fine. Um, They're supposed to make Leonard Bernstein laugh once, and then that's it. <laughs> well, right. Like, like, we weren't essentially... Even though we knew some of the music, uh, uh, the the tunes being quoted, we weren't part of that in crowd. It really right, wasn't right, for right. us. Right. Um, it was for the people at this event, especially yeah. Bernstein. But, you know, it is neat to think of something that was so specific to one time and place being recreated um, right. I was thinking about the Brahms Academic Festival Overture uh, 
because I mean that's a piece I always wonder if Brahms thought it would still be you know it's not played all the time but it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. it's kind of slotted on the programs like These oh we played pieces. we played the second symphony of Brahms we need another 15 minutes to fill up right. and so they throw that on there <laughs> oh, it's either that or the tragic overture and uh, when you're doing that you know those are all melodies that like nobody knows now mm-hmm. unless you're I mean I believe if you grew up like in the 20th century so give a Austin, little overview of the, of the of the what goes on in the piece <sighs> I, I'm not going to give a deep overview of this no, piece. No, not, no, no, but just like... Well, but the, the, the thing about it is... Um, There's a survey of melodies. No, yes, a, no survey, melodies. a survey of known melodies that they were, I believe, associated with um, like music schools in Austria. I, I, I honestly can't even remember what the melodies are from, but it, mm-hmm. it's something like if you were a musician growing up in Austria and maybe Germany, but definitely Austria, into the 20th century, you would recognize these tunes. Uh, I'm just thinking if Brahms rewrote my high school music. I think it's like kind my of high some... school like song. <laughs> I think it's roughly comparable oh, to something like shit, that. What's the name of that song? Now it's a lot more elaborate. Uh, our but... strong bond will never be broken. <laughs> formed at Towson High. I don't even yeah. think we have a song. Um, <laughs> but it, it's kind of like that. But it's much more elaborate Shout out than, to what, High. than what we heard <laughs> yeah. tonight. But uh, you know, but it's kind of that same thing where I just was wondering. Did Brahms think we would still be playing this thing yeah, that yeah, yeah. he wrote for very specific people in a very specific time later? And it's kind of like that. I mean, uh, less imposing musically. But, yeah, uh, it, it's just, definitely. I've never had a concert open like that. That was very interesting. Uh-huh. Um, Not even opening, whole first half. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what was another cool part of it was that we, it was all student composers. So or conductors. All, or, yeah. yeah, conductors. Yeah. Obviously yeah. not composers. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, Another quick shout out to Tamara, who yeah. was the last conductor. Yeah. Who she just Fantastic. I mean, she, talk about stage presence. Yeah. yeah, she just she just she was so great. She was electric, and yeah. just her movements, her whole body was like giving cues all the time. Yeah, and it was really great, especially for music as energetic as Bernstein tributes. Yeah, but, that uh, really helped the music too. Like, do we have anything to say about the Rachmaninoff? Um, By the yeah. way, I adored. I adored Toby's conducting. Oh, the conducting was fantastic. Oh, that was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that make beautiful. everybody listening make your way out to BU to come see up close <laughs> yeah. and personal for free. Yeah, just a phenomenal. Well, it was great, great conductor. It was interesting the way he like uh, in in the parts um, that you would have thought uh, you know he would have given more like motion to the orchestra. He was actually much more restrained as a conductor. Sure, and sure, the sure. parts that you know you thought he would move less is actually moving Do you mean more, like you know? in the second movement? Like in the faster sections? Uh, yeah, or... I was thinking specifically in the first movement a few times. Like, okay. uh, just like sort of, you know, he, he kind of let certain things just happen, you know, without yeah, yeah, necessarily yeah. controlling them and other things, yeah. you know, he was more involved with. It's very interesting. He had a really nice touch for exactly how, for these, Rachmaninoff, one of the iconic Rachmaninoff things is yeah. These long, long building sessions yeah. that build for like three minutes, maybe four, <laughs> yeah, exactly. five, six minutes. We're still building. <laughs> the tidal wave. And then finally, this one resolution. That's usually a suspension or something. But he had this wonderful way of just delaying that. Uh-huh. And uh, when you get to the... You already know it's coming. You already almost feel the chord and it's not quite there yet. And then he just like washes over you like a wave. Oh. Really yeah, nice. I... I uh... I'm just gonna say this as the non-pianist, although I've heard those <laughs> concerti. Uh-huh. Like, 
That music is pretty strenuous to listen to. Yeah, um, I know. I agree. I, 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 you know, I, the, to, I was. Yeah. I love the. Disappointed I, with my reaction, honestly. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm glad to hear you say that because I yeah. felt that way. Like, yeah. like I loved the second movement. I think it was my favorite part. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. It was. It was. The little it, Fugato section was nice. Oh yeah, it was delightful. Yeah. There were a lot of delightful details, and like, I think that I'm so not used to listening to Rachmaninoff all the time that the combination of those um, those long processes that build like you're talking about yeah. and his reliance on the string section yeah it, it's a lot like I don't know it, it actually is a lot like early Schoenberg where oh, it's, it's just like so much yeah, yeah there's just so much churning yeah and, and waiting I have to the, say hand it to the violin section yeah they, they were sustaining oh yeah formidably so, uh, well oh yeah Throughout the, uh, I don't think I have any complaints at all with the performance. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, and I thought everyone was playing great. But I was just like, yeah. "Man, I am really struggling no, to find the shape here." I mean, the fact of the matter <laughs> is, it's it's 50 minutes long. Yeah. And was that how long that piece is? I, I, I couldn't have even said. Wow. I love Rachmaninoff, and I don't think a lot of people kind of write him off. And I don't think he deserves that. But at the same time, over 50 minutes, yeah. it's hard to differentiate between the shades of his yeah. affects. Yes. See, what he you know, does you... maybe like seven to eight characters yeah. like nobody else yeah. can do. And it's can amazing. Do. And that's why he has rightfully yeah. earned his spot. But over 50 minutes, you lose the differentiation. Okay. Oh, beautiful long phrases. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just me. I was yeah. really worried. It's yeah. like, man. Well, you start no, no, to no. think after a little while, you know, this just needs a piano. Yeah. <laughs> I totally, yeah, exactly. I totally like, was thinking that. Yeah. I totally was thinking like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's just running out of instruments that can play fast scales so the strings yeah. play the whole time, you know. If you just had a piano in there, it'd be perfect. Yeah, and, and, and I didn't feel like, you know, criticizing him. I was blaming myself for for not yeah. being a good enough listener that I was just yeah. in the middle of the slow movement I'm just like man I can't find the shape I don't yeah, know where yeah. I am mm-hmm. I don't I, and when it ended I was like wait that's it I didn't even know where we were yeah. in the piece I was I, my brain was just well, like the finale, to hold on to something uh, it was hard for me to get the finale had the energy of a closing movement but and you revisited themes from all the previous movements and little remembrances of things past but again, like, yeah, the overall shape. I mean, maybe I was just too tired to listen, or maybe I just missed it all, but uh, I don't know. It was I just a little... Snoring, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh, come on. Yeah. Just Not for me. Yeah. It might have been me. Yeah. It might have been me. Um, one thing that... How do you guys... Uh, so, the Psy Performance Center is kind of a not-your-standard-shape-or-looking concert hall for classical mm. music. Um... <clears throat> Outside of the aesthetic, it has a funny thing that people can easily walk in and out. And there were a lot of people coming in and out of the middle of the concert. Thoughts about that? I only noticed a couple of times. Um, I think it's... I think there's room for that. Yeah. Honestly. I I don't have a problem with it. It's frustrating when the people that do come late make a point of... I mean, they don't make a point, but somehow they just walk to the very front... Mm-hmm. And they they yeah, just that, choose the hardest their, seats to get to. Or with their cell phone on. Yes. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those and they are... walk all the way up to the. Front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. I think I realistically it's a good idea. But it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, it's obviously it's great. And you know. Yeah. yeah those specific <laughs> in, instances are frustrating. Yeah. But yeah. Otherwise, it's a good idea. Um, it was funny. 
Yeah, I tried to sit up in the balcony before oh, you okay. arrived, and uh-huh. uh, when you sit in the front row of the balcony, it like cuts off your view of the entire audience below you mm-hmm. and I found that kind of alienating I was I was like I feel so alone now where's, yeah, yeah, yeah. where's the audience yeah. So yeah. I didn't sit up there yeah. there's also a live Facebook stream going on for all these concerts oh. that they always have set up which is kind of cool but I don't know I kind of feel like a grandpa not always for the Facebook streams oh, yeah. events it's like we already have enough reasons not to go to concerts. I just want to defend it for the family members. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, right. Like, exactly. I think it, you know, exactly. if it's professional, it's for that's the grandmothers exactly. who are paying the, the tuition. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the parents, for the for grandparents. Sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's a good point. <laughs> but it, the live streaming in general, yeah. um, I question the, you know, it's interesting. It doesn't always feel right to me. Because when I listen to live streams at home, I'm, like, not really... Engaged. I'm not paying attention. Yeah. I, like, my computer's on the kitchen table, and I'm, like, doing dishes or something. Bravo. Or, I don't know. Well, you know, like you say, we got to have a reason to get people to come out to the concert hall, too. Yeah. And, and there's, there's something to be said about the sanctity. Not sanctity, because I don't mean it to be religious, but... Um, to just the uh, the the presence yeah, of being no, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the that it's an event that you have yeah. to be there to experience. I, I do believe in that. No, absolutely. Um, but absolutely. you know, there's 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 a little room for both, I guess. Yeah. Um, we have to be realistic. I mean, that's why I feel okay getting kind of annoyed at people who make noise during concerts because yeah. it's like, yes, I understand. Every some people have a cold. Some people, everybody, accidentally has dropped a program in their life. But at the same time. This isn't just any old place. Like this is a space where everybody has come in here to specifically, like, use their ears and yeah. be extremely receptive to any oral stimulus. As a yeah. huge crowd of people walk by us, it's yeah. <laughs> a kind of compromise between yeah, that yeah. And, and and making it like, you know, a dictatorship of. Gustav Mahler right. sitting there telling people right, how right, you right. have to experience a concert and kicking right. everyone else out who right. doesn't do that. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, because I, I do want there. I do think we need some accessibility, but definitely. Yeah, no, you know. I mean, it should never be. It should absolutely never be to the point of excluding people. Yep. Yeah. But but finding a way to have some sort of if only if only classical musicians could be like comedians and like actually make fun of the audience for doing stuff like that. that you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not just be like <laughs> turn around and rage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. just, yeah. just stop in the middle of that slow movement and yeah, be yeah. like, "Hey, I'm gonna start over." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until yeah, you guys yeah. shut I've up, I'm gonna seen, keep stopping. I've actually seen that. Yeah. Oh, really? Somebody, uh, yeah. There's like a performance of. Mahler one, you know, in the slow moving with the Frere Jacques uh, minor. You know? Oh yeah, 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 with the horn. <laughs> yeah. Before the trio section, there's a giant. Oh wait, what? Uh, Sorry. No, 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 no. I have well, another it's, story it's, with. It's Mahler like the one. beginning where the, the I think it's the bassoon has it. And like they just started it, you know, and somebody's cell phone goes off, and the guy just stops. It was like, worst possible time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know. Life. That's probably that was probably the right decision on the behalf of the conductor because it was Definitely. right in the beginning, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, what are you guys up to for the rest of the night? I think I might head off to practice. Yeah. Just for that's what I'm telling myself now. Five minutes. Enough. 
for the podcast, everybody should know that I'm going to practice. We're all going to go. We're all going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sharpen oh, our pencils. I'm going to write, but that's practice for me. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so we look on to the rest of the week. Yeah. Have a great night. Have a good, Have a good night. night. I definitely did not end up practicing. Instead, I ran into the effervescent Dustin Chung and got a drink with him at the Sunset Cantina. Next, the pod will hopefully attend the recital of Yuan Shang on October 4th at 8pm in BU's concert hall. Shang is a fantastic pianist and currently teaches at Beijing's Central Conservatory. His program features Bach, Mozart, Debussy, and Chopin. If you enjoy the pod, I encourage you to reach out and suggest concerts happening around town or even feature as a guest on the next episode. Thanks to Eddie Pagosian for sharing his recording of Tchaikovsky's Rococo Variations for cello and orchestra, obviously heard with the piano reduction. Eddie is moving out to Belgium to start a new adventure, and I want to wish him all the best as he flew out, I think, yesterday. Lastly, podcasts are most frequently shared by word of mouth, so if you are a fan, please, please, please tell your friends and so we can have more people joining the Eulogy Podcast community. Thanks for listening.